Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Cinematch Podcast, the podcast where we take two different movies every week, or most weeks now that we're switching things up a little every bit. Week. Every other week. Every other week. And pitting them against each other in a series of different categories to see which movie is ultimately the better film. Uh, my name is Cal Altimus, or sometimes I say Callum, sometimes I say Cal. Sometimes yeah. I feel like I need to be formal, other times I'm like, no, I don't like Callum, so I'm going with Callum this week. Doesn't roll off the tongue really easily, does it? What like, Callum Altimus? You kind of have to stop to say Altimus. Yeah, it's a long name. Even, when you, do it, even when you do it, Cal, it's like Cal Altimus. Otherwise, yeah. it's not anyway. Yeah, and when people realised that Cal went into my last name at school, I was Caltimus for about three years. It was fantastic. I wish that stuck. To be honest, I think it's quite that. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway. I am Cal, your host, and joining me as he does every week is the sometimes average, mostly disappointing Nathan Hannah. Uh, can I just say, yeah, Nathan Hannah, peak, by the way. Can I just say, last week you complimented me really, like, really nicely. Yeah, well, I thought I'd switch it up. That was too nice, I think. Is it because they ended the podcast on Fuck You Flash? Oh, yeah, that's very true, actually. Very true. That was disrespectful. Oh, I'm going to try and work a disrespectful comment about the Flash every episode. Um, yeah, so this week we've got two, I'd say, classics of the action genre. They've aged fairly <laughs> well. They've aged. They've certainly aged. They, it's weird because when you think of like great action movies, they don't immediately spring to mind, but they are like yeah. pure cheese. Like When you think of like the stereotypical over-the-top action movie, these are the two you think of. And this week we are doing Point Break, starring Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze, up against the original uh, The Fast and The Furious movie from 2001, I believe, uh, with Vin Diesel and Paul Walker. And the reason we're doing these is because, obviously, it was you that mentioned it first, but they've been so closely linked since The Fast and The Furious came out, and it has essentially just been named like a rip-off of Point Break, which I do see where people are coming from with that. Well, now you've rewatched them very close together. Yeah, it, the. Do you know what? Actually, this was something I, I found out earlier because I was reading up on it, and I was going to leave it to the end. But now that we're talking the similarities, now I'm just going to throw it out there. Do you know in the Fast and the Furious when Dom and Brian go for food and they're in that yeah. like little bar bit? Apparently, that is the same bar that um, Tyler works at in Point Break. It looks exactly the same. Yeah, apparently it is. It's supposed to be like a little thing. So even they were aware they were just pure ripping it off. They so must, They must have known. I, yeah. I I can't say for sure, but I bet it was like started out as like a Point Break remake and then did some kind of twisting around. Yeah, maybe. Um, but we don't talk yeah. about the Point Break remake. No, yeah. What was that, like 2015 or something? I've never actually watched that. I've it from my memory. It's fucking horrendous. Well, have you watched it? I've seen like the opening of it. I, it's very rare that I'll put a film on and I'll turn it off, and that's one of them. So no. say it, no it, more. It, it were poor, shall we say? Yeah. Say no more. Yeah, I've never watched it. I actually only watched Point Break for the first time last year, I think. So, and I've literally just finished rewatching it like five minutes ago. So it's very much fresh in my mind. But I'd never seen it before last year. It was Fast and Furious is something I watched as a kid and. I mean, due to what went on, it's something I've always, that's always been around. So that one, it wasn't really too... Like, I didn't need to refresh my mind too much. I knew the basics and stuff still, but it had been quite a lot while since I watched that. Do you, have you watched both? I know you've, you've obviously watched them in preparation for this, but had you watched either of them fairly recently? 
not recently, but I. It's been a long while since I watched Point Break. Probably college, so a long while. Yeah, fifteen years ago. Um, but Fast and Furious, I make an effort to try and watch every other year. You know, you on the release of Fast X last was it this year, earlier this year. Yeah, you know how much I love these fucking stupid movies. And I said, I texted you. You texted me last night. I said you were saying you were watching Fast and Furious. Like it's not the same film as what we got now, is it? It's changed so much. But yeah, that's I, changed I, a lot. I love the fast, uh, the fast franchise, so I watch it a lot. But then, like I remember it coming out, and then there being like a, like the Need for Speed Underground came out, and then we had that that kind of everything was very neon lights under the cars and spoilers and uh, making sure you got the best design car. It was a, it was a time to be alive, Cal. Yeah. Um, before we get into it, then that's what I wanted to ask. Do you prefer? The Fast and the Furious, when it's more grounded like it is in that first one, or do you prefer it now that it's gone way over the top? I think the first one, and I'll use this term very loosely, is the only grounded one. Like the yeah. second one goes a little bit silly, and then the third one's a bit. I love the third one; it's probably still my favorite one, but it is silly. But then I do, I yeah, I. I if they'd stayed grounded, it wouldn't have been as good. I like them now for how stupid they are, and they get fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, they do. That's. I think that's what I like about the franchise. It's dumb fucking. It's just dumb fucking fun, and I. I that's what I like about it. But the first one is. Oh, I was going to use my first one of the day, but I'll save that for later. The first one is a great film, um, and I, I. It's got holds a special place in my heart. I really love that film. Yeah, I think. Um... Saying Tokyo Drift is favourite is quite a controversial take, but we'll just you know straight past that. Yeah, well, I have controversial takes that aren't that controversial, apparently, I've been told. So. <laughs> Why? What wasn't controversial? I hope it wasn't something you said here. Uh, well, there's a, a few people that listen who live together who uh, make a bingo card. So every time they watch it every week, they've got a bingo card. And apparently one of the on that bingo card, one of them is, I say controversial take that's not that controversial. And then you agree with my controversial take. <laughs> well, I know for a fact I didn't agree with your Batman Begins one last week, so that definitely no, wasn't one. But no, you didn't. That's true. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. I didn't realise. At, at least they're uh, paying attention, though. Yeah, that's true. Copyright that, though. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's uh, get straight into it then. Um, we touched on it a little bit there. So, without further ado, we'll kick on with the... Cinematch Showdown. What do you think of that? Cinematch Showdown. That I sounds did. good, doesn't it? I think that might be the new name. I think I just kind of spitballed that then. Cinematch Showdown. Love that. Um, so, yeah, we'll get started then with Point Break versus The Fast and the Furious. And what we'll do, as we do every time we do one of these, is we'll go through each category and we'll take it in turns, revealing our scores in said categories and who we've which film we um, have scored better than the other, and we'll explain our reasoning. And we'll do it in like a reverse order. So you'll start first, and then in the next category, I'll go and so on. Um, we touched on it a little bit then with the fast, um, with how grounded the first one is. So we'll go straight into it with the best story first. Um, I'll quickly run through, not like a detailed story, but just like a basic plot outline, because they are very similar, very essentially. Similar. Both movies are an FBI agent goes undercover to investigate a series of bank robberies in Point Break and truck heists in Fast and Furious. 
and they go undercover to invest, infiltrate a certain world, I guess you could say, like Point Break, the, in, the infiltrates like the surfing world, which is bizarre. And then the Fast and Furious, he, he infiltrates the street racing world in order to investigate the series, like the crimes that have been committed. And in doing so, they get close to a certain gang that's related in both. And wouldn't you fucking know it? Those gangs are the ones that are doing the crimes, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, essentially just the exact same. You just swap out the, the certain like sport, I guess you'd call it, that each gang are kind of into. Would you call street racing a sport? Uh, extracurricular activity. Yeah, that's what I'll say. <laughs> the extracurricular activity varies in both, and that's about it. Um, I'll let you go first this time, because usually I feel like when we do this, I give my score first. I'll let you go first this time. Um, so how did you score the stories? Because essentially, they're pretty fucking similar. So They are pretty fucking similar, so it was hard to differentiate the, the small differences. But I, I went 10-9 uh, in favour of point break on this one, just because it... I'm going to contradict myself later when we talk about another category, but just because it gives more of the story, and I think it, it spends a bit more time on the story than just kind of, I don't want to say the visuals, but like the street racing and the, the fun of it. I think Fast and Furious focuses a bit more on the, the fun of what's happening, um, whereas Point Break it is very story-focused. It take, like rewatching it, I didn't realise how seriously it takes itself like Point Break takes itself really, really seriously. Like, I mean, it's fun. there's some fun moments and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, you've got the they're both very, very similar in the undercover agent joining a gang, trying to figure out. Well, not joining a gang, but getting into that world, trying to figure out who it is. They pick the wrong person. It goes for tits up, but then they find out they're part of the. You know, they're connected to the people who it actually is, but they didn't want to see it in the first place and all that and fall in love with a person that they probably shouldn't have fallen in love with and then they can't bring themselves to tech them down and but I think for me Point Break the overall story worked better because it kind of goes a little bit further and it it tells you all the way up to Bodie's end like with him going out that the ending to both and I'm not going to spoil what my picks are for the ending but the ending to both movies are great but having that start to finish of uh, Keanu Reeves going out and Johnny Utah going out and um, becoming a part of that gang really naturally and all the way leading up to the end where it, you know shows him that he's hunting him, essentially hunting him down for them to just let him go kill himself I thought works a lot better than the overall story of Fast and Furious that he's going to contradict another category later and I am going to sound like a hypocrite but that's why I went 10-9 uh, in favour of Point Break so I just think it a it takes itself more seriously. B it's a bit more in depth in not just why they're doing it, but well, in fact, Fast and Furious doesn't really talk about why they do it, other than they just want money. There's a kind of spirituality to um, Bodie's gang as well that I really really liked. That I completely again completely forgot about. Um, and there. There's more, there's more police and FBI stuff involved in Point Break than there is in Fast and Furious as well that I really enjoyed. Because again, I, I just completely forgot about, I just forgot just how much of the FBI side of it there is. So I think all those kind of ingredients mixed together just kind of inch it out on top of Fast and Furious for me. Because Fast and Furious is pretty much 
we'll race we'll rob and then we'll we'll end the film essentially but but yeah that's why i went for for johnny utah and Bodie. yeah i actually agree with you 100 i went 10 9 in favor of point break as well actually but we actually agree we we agree quite a bit you but you always say i actually agree with you yeah but i don't want to admit that because that'll make me reassess my own life choices i think (laughs) i'll actually think we're on different pages um (laughs) But no, I, I do agree because I think everything you said there is pretty much spot on. But I also think because Point Break came first, it had that originality to it as well. Whereas the Fast and the Furious story is essentially just, they've just taken the Point Break story and just made a couple of changes. Whereas Point Break story, it was obviously its own thing. And all the extra stuff with the FBI and um, actually getting to see a lot of that, whereas it's very, very brief in the Fast and the Furious, I think helps it as well. So there's not really much I can add to pretty much what you've just said. Apart from I do like what you mentioned about Bodie's gang. It's almost like a like a cult. Yeah. Um, and they all just bought into him like as this like cult leader and he's got like a magnetism about him. And I agree with that. And yeah, I think it is just because of its originality and the FBI and actually seeing a bit more about that sort of thing, whereas it's all glossed over in favour of just really focusing on Dominic's crew in the Fast and Furious. So for that, I agree. I went 10 9 as well. I think also, like, it's weird because Fast and Furious feels like it's stripped away more story from point break. It feels like it feels a lot tighter. Like, there's not as much in it as point break is. Like, they've lifted some bits out. And yeah, I also re watching it. I don't know where else I could talk about it other than here, but. It does Fast and Furious does this one thing. It's got absolutely nothing to do with the story. But it does this one thing that really annoys me about films. It's when the audience, all of us, because all the way through the film, we don't know. Well, we don't know who these robbers in Fast and Furious are supposed to be. It could be anybody, but we all know who it is. It's going to be Vin Diesel. Let's be honest. And all the way up from the film, they're wearing the helmets, wearing the black like jackets. They've got the tinted windows. And then as soon as we know as an audience that. It's Vin Diesel and Letty and <laughs> Dominic Toretto and Letty and the, and the rest of them. As soon as we know it's them, they no longer have the helmets and the jackets and the tinted. It's just them. He's in a T-shirt. She's got sunglasses on. He's the other guy's in a vest. It, that really annoys me in films. And there's no other way, no other place for me to talk about. But I was watching. I was like, this really fucking pissed me off. You'd still cover up, man. I don't care how hot and sunny it is. Cover up. But in Point Break, they. The mask to the end. I think the chucking the mask at the feet at the end is a um, was a great touching point blank. Point break, not point blank. That's a video game from the nineties. Um, uh, point break, and yeah, that's just uh, one of my random thoughts that I really wanted to vent about. Thanks. Yeah, that's good. You mentioned that because I don't think I'd have ever mentioned the president's mask as well, which was a fucking awesome touch. And I feel like that almost certainly was the inspiration for the opening to The Dark Knight with the clown mask when they robbed the bank. That feels like such an homage to that. So, yeah, I don't think I'd have mentioned that otherwise. And I did think it earlier, so I'm glad you reminded me by mentioning that then. Just finish watching the film, man. Come on. I know, yeah, terrible. Um, so moving on oh, then. You went 10-9 we'll go... for story as well, yeah? Yeah, yeah, 10-9. So we'll move on now to the opening of each film. Um very different openings, to be fair. The Fast and Furious one, it opens almost immediately in the action. We see the mysterious it. crew hijacking the truck. And um, it's like you get thrown straight into it. And then we were immediately introduced to Brian, who is just like loitering around 
the Tourette's like diner thing, eating tuna sandwiches day after day. And it's like, you immediately introduce these characters and you see like from the get go, what the movie is going to be about, like seeing the stuff on the road in the cars and stuff. When you, you compare that to the point break opening, which is just like a really weird, like montage of Johnny Utah, which by the way, I, I was going to say this to characters when we do the lead characters, but one of the greatest fucking movie names of all time. I'm sorry. That name fucking rocks. But yeah, Johnny Utah, like, doing his shooting drills in the rain for some reason, paired against Bodhi out surfing and just seeing like the little intertwined clips of those two as an opening. It was just really fucking weird. So on that note, I went 10-9 in favour of Fast, The Fast and the Furious because I like that we were thrown straight into it, whereas I think the Point Break one, it was almost... It, it felt a little too serious, actually, I think. Like you said earlier, they, they took the story seriously, but that opening, it didn't really feel in place compared to where the story went after that. Like It, it felt like it was a different, almost genre, whereas the Fast and Furious one, you knew exactly what you were getting immediately. So I went 10-9 in favour of the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, I think the Fast and the Furious, you go, you kind of get a look at everybody's lives. So you've got the robbers, which is setting up the story, you know, stealing all those... DVD players, <laughs> high stake DVD robberies on the on the highways, and then you got like the because then you got Brian driving his car, um, and you can kind of see that he's a shit driver. Then going into the to the sandwich shop, which I'm going to make a point now because I'll forget otherwise. My memory is terrible. If the police, there's this later on the after the first. I fact, you know what? No, yeah, I'm going to say it now. After the first street race and the police are chasing him, and when Brian, that's when Brian and um, Toretto first kind of get that connection. They're like, over the intercom, the police go, Toretto, and then chase after him. Dominic's shop's called Toretto. If they need to find him, he fucking got, owns a sandwich shop called Toretto. This is what I mean. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> <Do you know? laughs> it's one of the, again, I love that. It really pissed me off. I'm like, just go to the shop and arrest him. Yeah, but, I didn't even think of that. But yeah, it get, kind of gives you an, a, a look at all the different aspects of the, all the different characters, which is why I went 10-9 in favour of Point Break, because I really like the opening to Point Break. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's something, there was something like... I'm not going to... I'm going to sound like a pretentious like film person, and I'm 100% not that in the slightest, but like the serenity of all... like The really... <sighs> peaceful and serene scenes of the surfing it was like all in slow-mo and it was like against the sunsets and really nice waves and all really smooth and everything kind of matched against johnny utah's you know violence in the rain kind of showing that even though Bodie was the criminal in this is how i interpreted it when i was watching it and looking back at it again this is where i sound pretentious it kind of shown that Bodie knew what he was about and he had no problems with the life whereas Johnny Utah was conflicted and he was that's why he was so easy to kind of lure in and kind of trick into Bodie's kind of because if he if Bodie, I think if Bodie hadn't have stolen the girl and put a knife to an egg, Johnny probably would have turned over to to his side in a similar way to that Brian does. And in a way he does at the end, but I just really liked that the opposition of really peaceful surfing against really violent um training i mean the rain bit doesn't make sense but it looked cool and on a side note 
I was watching it going, oh, it's baby John Wick and getting dead excited. So, but then you go straight from that, straight into like the the FBI bit and you, you introduce to Dr. Cox. I mean, the uh, FBI leader, who's essentially Dr. Cox in a suit rather than Dr. Cox in a white jacket. And, um, and, and then obviously you kind of meet Gary Busey as well. So you don't really get to, the surfing bit is where you, where you kind of see Bodie Ball. And I really like that 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 opposition of imagery. And that's why I went 10-9 for for um the opening. Sorry to get really deep there. It's all right. <laughs> it's uh interesting um that we saw them so differently, but I suppose that's what keeps it entertaining. I did love seeing John C. McGinley show up as Dr. essentially Dr. Cox though. I actually forgot he was in it. Um, so that was a wonderful surprise and not to touch on quotes but he immediately comes out with one of my favourite lines at that beginning like in that first scene we see we're thinking the same one yeah so I, I, I do I do like that opening I think um, just for the the genre of the movies I felt the Fast and the Furious one where it's better for me but each to their own that's yeah. uh, not saying you're wrong but <laughs> why would you because well, I'm not um so yeah, we'll move on to the best ending now then. Um, I'll let you go first with these ones. They're again, they're quite similar in the um, the way the movies end. We've got obviously the Fast and the Furious one, which, I mean, these movies are God knows how many years old now. We've already spoiled loads, so it's not exactly like we're seeing any spoilers here, but the Fast and Furious one, it, the ending essentially, I think, starts with Jesse's death when he shows up at Dom's house and then immediately gets fucking mown down by the uh, villainous gang who, not to touch on supporting cast, but couldn't even tell you their names and I watched the film last night. Tran, Johnny Tran. Johnny Tran, well, what a name that is. But yeah, and then when it leads to Brian and Dom chasing the two down on the motorbikes and obviously that whole chase, which is quite exciting and unfortunately leads to the very early demises in life. Um, <laughs> then it kind of switches from the pursuit of the villains to almost Dom trying to escape Brian, but the whole, it's like the whole cat mouse, but Brian's pretty much on his ass the entire way and it leads to them doing that really, which is it's still really cool visual now where they drive just in front of the train yeah. and they just miss it. And I didn't remember after that that yeah, Dom's car just got fucking wallowed. And to see, like, Vin Diesel just go flying out was pretty... It's pretty decent, because now, with where Fast and Furious movies are, it's like he's almost invincible. So to see him just crash his car, like, that was literally all it is. He just crashed. It was a moment of weakness, and he crashed, like, through a lack of concentration. And it, it was just a nice touch. And then, obviously, Brian, after chasing him all this way, decides to just let him leave in his car. Weird decision, but... Is a, an effective ending, and then on the flip side, the how far back would you say the point break ending starts? Is it the airport? I would say that the from the airport when Gary Busey gets killed, and then obviously the other guy gets shot, and then they get him flying away, and because it kind of ends, and then there's like a little bit of an epilogue when he chases him down to Australia or New Zealand, whichever one it is, and yeah, it's it's. They're both really similar because in the end, essentially, they're both free. Like Dom's free to go live in Mexico, where he'll make some terrible sequels. And Bodie's like, I think he says earlier in the film, like, 
die if you die do, uh, die doing what you love. Um, it's it's not tragic. I think that's what you yeah, said. something like that. And um, so in the end, both literally and spiritually, like they both become free. Um, and they both both Brian and Mister Utah make some questionable decisions at the end. Like Brody could have just took and then lamped him on a fucking run, but obviously yeah. that's is it both quite spirit not spiritual well, yeah kind of spiritual and both endings on respect like so the whole i always i've always not just this time but always seen the the final race at the end is that brian and dom do respect each other and there's already a love there which i think mentioned in the earlier earlier in the film is that it doesn't happen that quickly usually or when dom brings somebody in and that's it they Family for life, family for life. Um, La familia, familia. So I always saw that as a as a respect thing, um, and that's why Dom's taken off guard because he respects Brian for finally being able to keep up with him. And then on the point break side, there's a respect between Johnny and and Bodie because he says uh, just before he says uh, he's still surfing. He says every day. So obviously, like Bodie's had this massive effect on his life as well. Um, so letting him go and end himself by finding that ultimate adrenaline rush was a, a spiritual thing for Bodhi and a, and a respect thing between the both of them. So it was really, it was really tough to pick an ending that I really liked um, more than the other. And I was going to cop out and do a 10-10 because they both are great. But I went 10-9 in favour of Fast and Furious because... Oh, fucking I owe you a 10 second car it fucking gets me every time I'm like fuck you don't make me feel this way over a stupid Fast and Furious car movie and it just gets me every time and again it's that respect thing um, that, that tips it over whereas Point Break I feel like it, and I feel like it could have ended a lot sooner or you shift things around so I always thought that you should have had Johnny kind of buy into it and end up doing a robbery. And then the whole, the better ending, the better ending visually is Johnny Utah laying on the ground, shooting up at the air. And I think that would have been a better ending to the film whilst he escapes. Um, and it kind of leaves left open-ended. Um, and while I do love the point break ending, nothing, nothing beats a fucking drag race against the Dodge Charger being smashed by a fucking lorry. And then, uh, and then getting emotional with the uh, with the whole you owe me a 10 second car. So yeah, that's why I went 10 9 in favour of Fast and Furious. And I swear to God, if you disagree with me, I'll fuck you up. <laughs> I do. I went 10 9 in favour of Point Break, actually. I think because it gives us a definitive ending, because I know that there's, I've been talking about the 90s like it was like half a century ago, which I mean, it's not far off now. But even then, it felt like filmmakers are more intent on telling one sole story and it felt like that was a story told from beginning to end and it had its own definitive ending whereas the fast and furious it obviously left open for sequels which we got many many of yeah i disagree with you on that i think fast and furious on its own ends well like you couldn't you could never have made another one and it's still like there's a respect he said he let him go free also there's an after credits for fast and furious did you watch that no yeah, it's um, it's Dom and Letty driving in Mexico, and he's like, he says something like, I can't remember exactly. 
that it's something like I live my life a quarter mile at a time and now he's free or something like that. And it's just, it shows that he did get free and he's now loving life. Yeah, I suppose actually then. And when you say like, Go on, we didn't look. see those characters again for like eight years, apart from Brian and yeah. Dom's cameo in Tokyo Drift. It's not like they rushed back to recreate something with them. So I suppose you make a fair point there. I'm still going point break though, because <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think um, from the airport scene, the shootout, which is intense, the um, jumping out of the plane. And I mean, it's ridiculous, which it's funny because we talk, we're talking about Point Break and the first Fast and Furious here, but it feels like Point Break's got more on par with some of the later Fast and Furious movies where Johnny Utah just jumps straight out of the fucking plane without a parachute and just drops for miles before he lands on Bodie's back. And then the whole standoff where he's threatening to shoot him and he knows he can't if he wants to open the parachute and Bodie's just willing to let them both go. It's obviously the first hint that Bodie is not afraid to die. And yeah. we see that later on where he'd rather die than be taken in by the police. And um, I think that the adrenaline there it was so high and then it looks like we're about to get the ending. And then we get the little epilogue. I feel like that might have been a bit too much. It would have probably been better off him escaping at that point yeah. in the desert. But um, I think the epilogue, it led to a cool fight scene on the beach. And I loved when it looked like Bodie had killed him and he had him under the water. But then all of a sudden... Johnny had handcuffed them together. It was really like smartly done. Probably one of the only smart things Johnny Utah does in that movie because he's a straight up fucking idiot. But um, I like the fight scene. I like. I think it was entertaining on the beach. It was quite a fitting place for it to end with them on the beach, like surrounded by the waves, because we know that was like where Brody found peace. Brody, sorry. And then, I mean, letting him swim to his like. Death, though, is a pretty stupid decision. I'm not sure about that one. But <laughs> everything but that final two minutes, I fucking, I really loved. And I think the fight scene, jumping out of the plane in the airport, which I'll touch on in a bit, which was fucking devastating for me. Um, it was all really well done. So I went 10 9 in favor of that. Um, I mentioned okay. the. No, everybody's got their own opinion, Cal. Not everybody has to agree all the time, ever. No, never. Um, yeah, I mentioned Johnny Utah then, so we'll go straight into the main character and I'll go first. And this is probably my first one-sided one because I fucking straight up hate Johnny Utah and I've gone 10-8 in favour of Brian O'Connor. I wonder when you were going to pull out the 10-8. You always pull out a fucking 10-8. When, when we first discussed the scoring, you was like, if you really want to, you could pull out a 10-8, but it's quite rare. And you pull them out every fucking... You've pulled them out every week since I've joined. There's at least one big difference for me. And... I've told you in the past that I'm not the biggest fan of Keanu oh, Reeves as an actor. Do this to me. I'm not. And even in this, some of the stuff is fucking downright terrible. <laughs> like, there's supposed to be moments where he's showing great emotion. His face looks non-existent. Like, it's ridiculous. And apart from the name Johnny Utah, which fucking rocks. Like, I love that name so much. One of the great movie names. Like the rest of the character is so dull and like he's just an idiot. Like, don't get me wrong, Brian O'Connor is a terrible police officer. Like they both suck at the job. There's no doubt about it. But I didn't realize re when I rewatched before I rewatched Fast and Furious, sorry, how much of a Paul Walker movie this was. I think 
I'd watched all the Fast and the Furious movies up to the seventh one, which was obviously Paul Walker's last. I watched that in the cinema, and then I went years without watching another one, and I only watched eight, nine, and ten this year. So it had been a while since I'd watched one with Paul Walker in it, and you almost forget how important he was to the story. Like, Brian O'Connor, was it Brian Spilner? (laughs) It's a fake name for a while. Like, you forget how, how important he is, and, like, Paul Walker was just incredible in that movie. I think... He had a likability about him that I don't think Johnny Utah necessarily did. And you can see why, like, Dominic Toretto took to the character so quickly and they became such good friends. And I love that, especially in the later movies, it's almost like no one has the nuts to stand up to Dom. Like, he seems to be, like, the all-powerful above everyone. But in that movie, even when he's just first met him, like, Brian has no trouble standing up for himself and speaking to Dom like shit. And I love that about the character. And I feel like... Obviously, the movies, like especially five, six, and seven with Paul Walker, where we had already gone way over the top anyway. But I feel like, especially after he passed, they got even more wild. And I think it's because the character almost kept it a little bit more grounded in a sort of way. And he was like the heart of the story for me. So I went 10 8 in favor of him. I don't think just the character. I think uh, Paul Walker himself actually kept Vin Diesel a bit grounded as well, like in real life, which. Paul Walker always seemed like the more down-to-earth actor over Vin Diesel anyway. Um, so yeah, I think I think his obviously unfortunate death was didn't do wonders for the Fast and Furious franchise. Not that that's the worst thing to come out of his death, obviously. But um, but yeah, I don't think I think that's where it kind of went off the rails, definitely. Don't get me started on why my anger for why um Dom's child in the Fast and Furious films is called Brian, even though he's supposed to only live down the road. But, <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, I get, I get where you're coming from. Like in terms of like likability, he does kind of not doesn't take no shit because he 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 has that instant respect for Dom. I think, whereas it grows a little quicker. Actually, no, because I think Dom instantly respects him as soon as everybody else went ran and went straight back to the party and and um Paul Paul Walker Brian risks his neck even though he doesn't and he gets uh Dom's respects almost immediately which is really going to annoy you when I say I, I couldn't decide so I went at 10 10 um but for the <laughs> but I love, Keanu, Utah, love. I love Keanu Reeves and we've had this disagreement before so you shouldn't you should have seen this coming but in the same way, in the same way that you like, believe that Dom would pick up, like pick up Brian and put him under his wing because he's so likable. I see that same quality in Johnny Utah, but not because of his likability, but because of his greenness, because of how fresh-faced he is and how naive he is and how not a part of that world so I feel like Bode is easier to take him in because he's showing him he's kind of inducting him into a world rather than out of a naivety rather than out of um uh, friendliness um so I fully bought in that Bode would be able to make this guy part of his cool because he was so naive and he wasn't he wasn't smart he wasn't smart at all <laughs> but that and yes, the name Johnny Utah is fucking great, and I love Keanu Reeves, and 
I don't need to fucking justify myself. No, I do. It's that's what the point of the podcast is. But no, I just really, I just really liked. It's been a while. Like I say, it's been a hot minute since I watched um, Point Break. But just watching it this time, really, really enjoyed his character. And I think that his acting's not great. I will give you that. It never has been. But he does that really dull sarcasm really well. Um, when he. Uh, like at the end when he drops again when he drops the mask on he's like i think you forgot something bro and it's like really bad acting but it does it really like for me it really works and brian i love brian as well like i always like preferred brian over dom anyway in the movies so when he came back in when there was like i remember it was announced and vin diesel's coming back and blah blah blah. i was like is brian coming back so that's all i fucking care about and when he did he was the best character um plus he gets to uh you know he gets with mia who's definitely the the top one in this film i will agree um that's another one on the bingo card nathan talks we talk about somebody who's dead hot apparently um, oh, well well what we're supposed to do with red-blooded men. well if you're going to talk about people who are hot we'll wait till we get to the gang leaders because dom toretto's got fucking nothing on patrick swayze for you know what i said this to eleanor i was watching i was like do you think patrick swayze is hot and she's like not really do and i was like fucking yeah stunning <laughs> what i would have got the picture up with him on in point was she watching it with you no, I had it on the iPad. Yeah, then she couldn't see him in all of his blonde, poorly dyed beard glory. But no, I love I love Brian too, and I like I like the stupid, the fucking stupid grin he's got on his face when he loses the first race, and he's like a fucking almost had you. Uh, I love that scene. He's so happy, and I, I think that leads to the line just before that race, actually, when he says, "I mean, it's touch stepping on quotes again," but when he says he's not got the money but he's racing for the he's going to give you the car and he's like he's racing for the respect and they, everyone like laughs at him and Dom thinks he's an idiot which is interesting because it shows the influence he has on Dom because in later movies Dom talks about wanting respect when he wins the races I think it's one in like maybe 8 or 9 when he races backwards and he was like I'm, he lets the guy keep his car and says I did it for the respect but there's yeah. a bit in that where Brian says he's doing it for the respect and he laughs and he's like to some people that matters more than anything else something like that and yeah. it's so well acted I think Paul Walker was so good yeah and like this, this, there's a there's a really good bit as well when um he they go to the house party and he's like um you can have either beer and then he gives it him and he was like that's his and he just looks at him and fucking wipes it on his jacket. Also, fun fact, I don't know if you made this connection as well, and maybe this was purposeful, maybe not, but Corona, big in both movies, they make a massive point to be like you can have any beer as long as it's Corona in Fast and Furious. And then when they work in the case, the um ex president's case. Um, calories and Gary Busey are drinking Corona. I was like, a fucking another connection. <laughs> I wonder if they did that on purpose then, because obviously Corona's that. become synonymous with that fast franchise. Yeah. That line is really funny though. You can have any drink you want as long as it's a Corona. <laughs> it's like, oh, where's the product placement in this movie? <laughs> that is good though. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, went, we... I went 10 10. I couldn't decide because I love them both. I think we've. Uh... I'm a fucking idiot, and so is Brian. Yeah, they both suck at their jobs, but. We somehow overlook that. We'll move on then to the gang leader in both movies. Because obviously with these movies being so similar, we've got certain categories that we can use that we wouldn't necessarily know. So both movies, obviously, we see these FBI agents try to infiltrate these criminal gangs, essentially, who are led by Vin Diesel's Dominic Toretto in The Fast and Furious and Patrick Swayze's Bordy. I don't actually know if I remember. Did they mention Bordy's last name or not? Because I don't know. I remember his name was Bodhi. Yeah, so yeah, as with, with Patrick Swayze's body in Point Break, um, 
So I'll let you go first on this one. Uh, quickly, before I, before I let you talk about that, do you know when I was looking into it? Let me talk before you talk. Do you know what I, f- I found out when um, I was looking into it? Who? Because they always wanted Paul Walker to play Brian. That was the first choice. But do you know who they originally wanted to play Dom? Other very it's that time, early 2000s, it's probably going to be Will Smith. No, uh, Timothy Oliphant. Really? Yeah, I don't know if it works. I, can't, I don't think I can make... No, that doesn't work for me. Timothy Oliphant's great, but... Yeah, but yeah, that would have been a very different movie. But anyway, I just wanted to get that in there. But yeah, I'll let you discuss then on how you scored this one. Dom is Dom is made out to be this really like violent bad guy by the police obviously who doesn't care about the law and all this and the most we see him do really is steal some DVD players he doesn't really get it. like this one fight at race wars but outside of that you don't really see him do much else they talk about the you know the guy that he beat that um the guy that he beat to death who killed his dad, I can't remember the specific. I know it's in Fast 9, the flashback, where Vin Diesel, the younger self is a different colour to Vin Diesel, but whatever, we'll, we'll look past that. When we introduced John Cena as Vin Diesel's brother, that's when you know you've <laughs> crossed the line. Yeah. Um, but you never really see it. You just see him shout, you see him get angry, but you don't really see him as this really bad guy. He just seems like the big brother of a family who's just got them into some street-level shit. Whereas Bodie, you see, like, the Robin, proper Robin Banks is a bit... Even though they're all surfer guys, there's, like, a, like a, a lot of smart behind it, a lot of brains behind it, <laughs> a lot of smart behind it. Fucking Clearly, I ain't got that. A lot of brains behind it, a lot of planning. Uh, you know, the, you've got the ex-president's masks as well, which really accentuate how much I love... Uh, Bodie as well but he's also got that kind of that spirituality part of it which Dom has a little bit but it's when he's he's talking about when you've got that spirituality about the ocean and surfing and nature it feels more genuine and more believable than when he's talking about the feel of the engine and the smell of oil and stuff like that Um, and whereas Dom's kind of got family like you kind of said earlier Bodie's got this cult kind of thing about him whereas even watching it you're like i fucking love bodie i'm staring into that beautiful those beautiful eyes and looking at his beautiful blonde beard and really blonde eyebrows super blonde eyebrows and you just look at him you're like yeah i buy i buy into it like you've got the fun aspect of it as well like when they play football on the beach and when they have the party and all that kind of stuff surfing at night time and all that i think you just connect more with bodie than you do with dom because dom is just He's just Vin Diesel, he's big, he's gruff. He's, I didn't, I mean, I'm wearing this because I'm hot. I didn't really plan to match up with Vin Diesel, but hey. Well, yeah, you look exactly like him, don't worry. That's, hold on. <laughs> Spot on, yeah. We represent him, we represent him, but Dom's You're not far like, off. Cheers, mate. We didn't need that, did we? I'm, not, <laughs> I'm just going to sit like this for the rest of it. Where's me at? <laughs> um, Dom's just... I feel like he's just wanting to look like the hard man when, I mean, he does come off like that a little bit, but it, it doesn't feel as genuine. Whereas Bodie, everything about Bodie and his character does feel genuine and does feel believable. It does feel like, yeah, I'd probably follow him as well. I'd fall into that trap easily. If I had any balance, I could surf for shit. I would 
die straight away in that water. Yeah, well, so, wait, wait, did I score it? No, 10 9. I was about to say, you said all that just to not give it a score. <laughs> 10 9 to uh, Fast and Fury. No, no, 10 9 to uh, 10 9 to point break, obviously. Yeah, I, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a wimp, I don't do eights. <laughs> you give draws. I do get draws. I give too many draws. That's even wimpier. <laughs> um, I actually, first, I want to say, like, I've said this as well about Dom in the Fast and Furious movies. I, especially the later ones, I can't stand the guy. I think Vin Diesel is another one where he's just not that good an actor. No. But I want to say that in the first one, I actually think he's really, really good. I think it, it, it actually blew me away re-watching it, how good an actor he is in that first one. I don't know how he got so much worse over the years because in that first one, he's really good. And I think his introduction and um, just the aura he has around the crew, it's really well done. And some of the like the speech he gives where he says, like he shows Brian the car and he tells him about his dad and stuff, and he gives that I live my life quarter of a mile, quarter of a mile um, speech he gives. It's just really well acted. And that scene, we just touched on it then when he beats Brian and Brian's happy that it was close and Brian says I almost had you or something then Dom's like taunting in front of everyone he's like almost had me like and he's having fun with it and it's probably the most personality we've ever seen Dominic Toretto have and he's really good in it I agree on that one and there's, there's again the bit of the house party when they're like um, they say there were cops around and he proper like I can't remember exactly what he, but he proper shouts at him and be like, he didn't run away. You're like he came and got me. I could have been like in jail or whatever. And he proper screams and he's proper. It is. He is. I like we said earlier. Like we watch. Like when you watch Fast and Furious, it just you forget how good of an actual movie it is because it's nothing like the 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 cheesy shit it becomes later on. It genuinely is really really good. And yeah, you're right. Dom is like it's probably the best acting Vin Diesel's ever done in his life, other than saying I am Groot a couple of times. Yeah, I think that's the best performance he gave as Dominic Toretto by far. Um, and even like there's a vulnerability to him that we never see. And like even when like Johnny Tran and his gang show up, he seems almost a little intimidated and he never lets that happen again. So I think it hurts the character in Longwood, but in that first one it works. And I'm saying all this just to say that I'm going 10 9 Patrick Swayze. <laughs> I just wanted to show that I wasn't it yeah, wasn't me coming from a point of hatred because yeah. I liked Vin Diesel in this one compared to what he becomes I really liked him in this and I was really impressed but Patrick Swayze I honestly think Bodie is the best Patrick Swayze performance I've seen like he's fucking awesome whoa we're gonna have to do an episode of fucking Dirty Dancing at some point oh no because I've got some takes on that movie I fucking right save him we'll do Dirty Dancing next month (laughs) but um yeah Patrick Swayze is awesome like like you said he's he just like exudes charisma and you can see why everyone has fallen in line with what he's saying and people are taken by him because I'm straight up ready to surf. I'm good to go now. If he, if, he, if Bodie give me a phone call now, I'm on my way. Like I would. But on the flip side, after you see him build up that like, like cultivating persona, when things turn and he turns on Johnny Utah and he's kidnapped Tyler and he's got like, the video of the night and he's like, this is for your own good. And he's just like, all of a sudden, just fucking evil. And it's just, it's two great performances 
playing the same character, but very, very differently. And I just think it was so, so effective. And I wish he could have survived in that movie and we could have seen a point break too. Let's go. Bring fucking Bodie back. That would have been sick. Like, it's we, a shame. Never saw him die. we never saw him die. I mean, we kind of know Patrick Swayze did though, unfortunately. <laughs> Probably a bit too late to bring Bodie back now, but they should have done. Yeah. But also, when, like, when he shows the video... Of her with a knife to her throat, he's still like that's what I've got him for because I don't I don't like violence. So and when you see him actually shoot people like in the bank run, he shoots the is, is it the police officer he shoots or is yeah. it I can't the guy on the ground? Yeah, yeah, and you can see like the pain in his face that he's actually had to commit violence, which is like such a strange thing considering like the line of work that he's in. <laughs> But it's like it's really well done. The, it, the the film also takes the time to show you his face in pain from having to shoot somebody as well, and that's what makes him just that little bit more hypocritical, but still likable. Yeah, I think he's great, um, and I think it makes him even more evil that he knows he can't do that, so he has someone to do that for him. Yeah. Like he knows it has to be done, and he wants to do it, but he just doesn't got the stomach for it himself. It's like it's so menacing and. I fucking love Bodie. I love Patrick Swayze. I love the ridiculously dyed hair. Like, yeah, oh yeah, it's really bad near the end of the film as well. But there's also like that before they show that video, he he takes Johnny Utah out on a on a skydive to just kind of prove that it's almost like he's trying to prove that he's right. Like, I know you love this. I know that you're in on it. But anyway, here's your fucking girlfriend. I'm gonna kill her. <laughs> Yeah, and they play like the mind games, like, oh, you take this bag. No, no, take this one. Love that bit. Can we say that again? We've already moved past the main characters. um, But Johnny Utah, what a fucking idiot. Like, why are you even going knowing? Like, he knows they saw him. He fucking faced off him and did the whole shooting to the sky shit. So he knows that they know. Why would you get to a plane with... It doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. Well, I think at that point, it still might not be them. Well, at that point, he's just chasing people down, isn't he? He doesn't know who they are. But they I think know he's who, pretty confident at that point. He's got, he's got to be pretty confident, but they know who he is for definite, and he's still not sure, which I think is great. That's why he did the whole dramatic show. Just hit, go for the leg. Like, you don't have to shoot the sky pod. Go for no, a the leg. Bit, the bit where uh, Bodie looks back and you can see the mask close up and you can see his eyes through the mask, and they're like the proper big... Oh, Beautiful. That was that was nicely done. I mean, the actual shooting to the sky bit was a bit... <laughs> like One of the most the most perfect unintentional comedy moments ever. Like it's so fucking good. And it's been ripped off so many times, but like the whole no chase scene, which we'll get to eventually, but that whole chase scene, fucking awesome. Um, so yeah, I think we both went bawdy then for very good reason. Next, we'll go with the supporting cast then. And there's some, it's weird with the, cause I'll go first. The Fast and Furious one, there was obviously a couple of the standouts that we've seen going forward, like Letty and Mia with Michelle Rodriguez and Jordana Brewster. I can't believe how many of the other cast, obviously the entire franchise, it's this La Familia thing stress, but some of them just get abandoned. Like, obviously, Jesse dies oh. at the end. Where the, where the, what happened to Leon? Which one's Leon? The, the guy that's always with the, the radio, like, oh, oh yeah, no, he never, comes, he never comes back. He just kind of. Yeah. Appears and never comes back. The like, other guy, his name Vince. Uh Vince, he comes Vince back. Vince comes back. back. He comes like, back and he's Brian, which yeah. is 
still all those years later, still got beef, which is hilarious because Brian saved his fucking life. But um, yeah, this, the Fast and Furious like supporting cast is it's really good. Um, it's this is what I would have got nine in favour of. I haven't said shit yet. <laughs> it might be going that way though. Um, but yeah, like a young Michelle Rodriguez as like it's wild. Like I don't know why, but it just feels like she's always been like 40 years old in my head. It's like just seeing her young, it's like, oh shit, yeah. And I think this was the best version of Mia we ever got. I don't think um the character was given as much to do going forward after this. I think this was the best version. And Vince, for all how much of an arse he is. I think he was really well acted, which is mad to think the actor, I think they said the character was supposed to be like 24 years old, which yeah. is just absurd. Get fucked. Christ. That was a rough paper round. Yeah, no chance. But they're all really good. Um, they, they've said the villains, though, I don't think they were that great, so I've not got too much to say about them. Um, but you compare that to the Point Break cast, where, again, I don't think any of Johnny's, uh, Bodie's team really stood out to me, but, and I think... Is it Laurie Petty that played Tyler? I don't think she was particularly memorable either, but Gary Busey, what a <laughs> fucking performance. What a fucking performance. I loved Angelo. What a guy. That was fantastic. From the minute he came on screen when he's doing the diving stuff and he was blindfolded chatting shit about Johnny to the very end when, God bless him, he got fucking taken out. I loved Gary Busey in that film. Like He was the best thing about it for me but also is, John C. McGinley playing Dot Cox unreal so a, just before you jump out onto your score there's a bit with Gary Busey where he can't see Johnny Utah anymore so he runs around because he sees people fighting and there's like a, that split you can it's so well done that split second moment where you can kind of see like He's just clicked to what's just happened and he's gone, has anybody seen somebody stealing it with a radio in his hand? And it's so good and he runs off like dead comedically. He just proper runs and his arms are up like this. It's great. Yeah, he's fucking awesome in that scene because it does look like when he runs into it, it does look like for a split second he's going to give it away. But he thinks so fast on his feet. And we see that quite a few times where he might be like a lazy old like has been now, but he's still really like got the, the mind for it. And like when he's uh, pretending to be looking for his dog when they go to the uh, to when they go to stake the house, like which another thing I keep forgetting different shit, which makes Johnny Utah a fucking terrible character. But who sleeps in and is late for their first ever fucking raid? What the hell was that about? He got to have sex. Sometimes the job comes first. Well, I put the cinema first. I put the cinema first at all times. (laughs) No. But, um, I assume Johnny Utah. He look Utah looks like he's a come first kind of guy. Yeah, probably. But um, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, Gary Busey being fantastic. Like that whole stuff with the pretending to find the dog and stuff like that. I just think he was brilliant, and it was him that first came up with the theory that it was surfers that were doing the crime. So the real fucking hero was Angelo. So I went 10-9 in favour of Point Break. Let's go Gary Busey. Just, just for Gary Busey. Well, I do like John C. McGinley as Dr. Cox slash whatever his name was. He was but, fun. And even that just a... that really, that one like cameo with, um... oh shit, I forgot his name now. The guy from Heat and Saving Private Ryan that's just died. 
No, I can't remember. I'm going to have to look his name up real quick because he was fantastic. He had one scene. He was the guy that was like undercover who had been staking the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you said, do you think I fucking want my hair cut like this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he again, that's brilliant. That's another bit where I love Johnny Utah because he's like, he's still just doubling down there and he's not that he's not the problem. He just like doubles down on him. He's like, he looks good or whatever he says. But yeah, Tom Sizemore was, is his name. He sadly passed away last year, but he was brilliant in just one scene. So special shout out to him as well. So yeah, 10-9 in favour of Point Break. Let's go. Uh, well, you've already said it for me, but Point Break's got one memorable supporting cast member, whereas Fast and Furious has got quite a few. And I don't, admittedly, I'm going 10 9 on Fast and Furious, but I don't know if that's because I've got more love for it. Like, I love Lady, um, especially in the first one, because in this, in the later one, she is, I don't know, she, she changes mask. I mean, she loses her memory, which is always a sign of good storytelling. But in the first one, she's like proper tomboyish, um, like proper hard nut for the lack of a better term and Vince is a fucking arsehole and I love him because from the from the moment he knows something's up with Brian and Dom's too blinded Mia's you think Mia's like the sweet the sweet sister who's just kind of tags along but like there's that moment where she's like asking Vince where uh where she, he always wanted to take her he's like cha-cha-cha like, yeah cha-cha-cha Brian you can take me there at eight o'clock <laughs> it's like yes um so you got you got Mia, who's great. I don't know the actors' names uh, who played the police officer, but the the guy, the police officer with really strange glasses, just I don't know, just really just really worked for me. And then I like Johnny Tran. Like I like when um, when he uh, he gets at race one. He's like uh, they came into my house. They disrespected me. And like uh, I like the bit where his dad comes up and slaps him. Um, and Jesse. I love Jesse, my little ADHD dead baby. Uh, he he uh, he created technology that should not be available in a random garage in California or Los Angeles, wherever they are. The the technology that Jesse has is at that time is basically a slideshow. He's got he's got actual photographs of that car before that car's even been painted. It's fucking stupid. I fucking love this movie so much. <laughs> oh, dear. But, yeah, I think for all that, he's got more memorable people. I, I can't remember a single person's name other than Johnny Utah and Bodie in Point Break, and it's their movie. Like, Gary, I, like yeah, Gary Busey was amazing. I fully agree with absolutely everything you said. But if you hadn't have said An Angelo, I wouldn't have remembered his name. And John C. McGinley, yeah, I, it was very much a... I love you because you're Dr. Cox and you're being Dr. Cox here and I fucking love Dr. Cox. So that's kind of why you got a point for me there. So that's why I'm going, that's why I went 10-9 for, for supporting Cash for Fast and Furious because I'm a bit more attached to him so it's a little bit more biased but I do think there is more memorable characters in that than there is in Point Break. Yeah, I think I probably would have been swayed by Fast and Furious if some of these guys showed up in like the sequels. I know obviously Vince does but his role is much He's really lessened the next time we see him. Yeah, and he's well, treated as like... The guy with the radio. Yeah, that guy never even shows up again. I don't no, know what the hell happened to him. He'll come in the last one. He'll be the one that saves everybody. Like, remember me? All this talk about La Familia and they just put him to his side. Absolutely ridiculous. Poor man. But yeah, I think because of that, the only ones that return are obviously Dom, Brian, Letty and Mia, like in a significant role anyway. But it is a good cast. 
That's half at cast, Cal. You just mentioned half the cast that come back, and Vince comes back as well. See, that's oh, more than fucking that. hardly. Vince gets whooped. He does get whooped. But um, none of them are quite on Gary Busey's level, I'm afraid. My guy killed it. Um, so, yeah, we'll move on then. This one's a bit more straightforward. The best, as you called it earlier, the best extracurricular activity. <laughs> so, surfing versus racing. Yeah, street, street racing versus surfing. How okay. have you come with that? Is it me? Yeah, you go first this time. Need for speed underground. That's all you have to say. Fucking racing. Like it's so much it is so much cooler. Like yeah, the surfing's got the the spirituality to it and all the the, the suit listens and all that bullshit. But fuck it hasn't got NOS, has it? Like, <laughs> like there's some there's just something inherently cool about it. Plus it's got more you've got more action things around the cars. Um the races themselves are cool. I love that first race when the first hits the nitrous and the 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 street kind of zooms. Um I like the 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 final truck when they're they're driving and that iconic scene of like Vin Diesel leaning out to try and grab him with his hand out and yeah I think just just the racing side of it is way more adrenaline fueled than than the surfing of it because it's all like oh wow it's so adrenaline and it, it doesn't really show you that until the very end that it's this big dangerous thing other than Johnny Utah getting a bit of water in his mouth every now and again. In fact, the, mo- the most dangerous thing about surfing in that movie is people that don't like him surfing and beat the shit out of him for not like for not being able to surf. Whereas you've got like all the all the car stuff in 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 Fast and Furious, like with the even like with the building of the car that comes because like a part of the story. And when the when Brian's car gets blown up by Johnny Tran and the and that gang and and. Even when at the end with that, like, you've got the drag race and you've got the, you've got the um, chasing down that gang on the bikes as well. I just think it's so much, so much cooler and so much more exciting than just surfing. Because in the end, surfing kind of, well, it did kind of matter, but not to the climax of the movie other than the actual ending. So just, just proving my own point wrong there. So surfing was pretty important. It just, just wasn't as cool as racing. And I swear to God, if you disagree with me on this one, I am gonna kick. Fuck off. There's fucking no chance I can disagree with that. <laughs> Surfing is fine, sure. But fucking racing. That shit's fun. That shit's fun to watch. People like I think that's what a lot of the later movies are missing. And a lot of people say that that move away from street racing as a main um, area of focus in the fast franchise. Obviously, we still see little bits of it pulled out at least once in a movie with them, just like a random scene where Dom races someone, just to cling on to that past yeah. but that first film the racing it's 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 so much fun to watch and the way it's shot is just fucking awesome and it's hard to catch the surfing like it's hard to film that properly um we only see little glimpses from certain angles you don't really get to watch it and like unfold properly unless you're miles away when they shoot from a distance and it's not quite the same yeah. and the street racing is incorporated into so many different ways throughout the franchise obviously we've seen they use it with the truck heist in that first one. They somehow incorporate cars into every single mission that they go on afterwards. So even wow. though they don't race 
per se anymore. There's, there's ways to spin it off worth surfing. You're either on the fucking water right now. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but interesting you mentioned then about Johnny Utah getting battered. Another reason he sucks, he gets his ass hit like five times. Love, that woman love... in the heist whoops his ass. And then the guy outside could have killed him if my guy, Guy Beauty, didn't save him. So... Again, there's another point for Angelo and another. I'd love to see the uh, ex-president steal a, a entire safe through Rio de Janeiro on some surfboards. Yeah, wearing <laughs> those masks as well. Wearing those masks. Yeah, no, the cars are the cars are just well way cooler and like yeah, they do get stupid. They do try and kill corporate street racing. Like in the last one, there's street racing, but there's bombs attached to the car, and the one before that is like street racing, but it's this and street racing, but but like this one, and probably I would you know. Number two and number three is where street racing really it's just it's just there is just street racing and that's kind of a main point in the story. So but this one I do think does it best as well. So yeah, that was I, an easy decision, I think, for both of us. That's as straightforward as it gets, yeah. I think. When you sent me the message of like uh, of that, I was like, Well, <laughs> that was easy. I was trying to find similarities, different categories to do. Um <laughs> that felt like one that had to be done. Yeah. Um, just because it's pretty much the only thing that makes the films different. Um, but yeah, we'll move on quickly then because I don't really think we need to spend any more time discussing how we agree on that. Um, what car would you... What car would? Oh no, I don't know. Are you too young to have played Need for Speed Underground 1? What car would you have gone with, usually? Yeah, I'm definitely too young. I know nothing about cars. Okay. I used to play... Um, Mario. Cars the video game. <laughs> And then you played as Mater every time. Absolutely not. I was the Dynaco King. I used to love the Piston Club. <laughs> I was never Lightning McQueen. I was always the Dynaco King. The, oh, Lightning McQueen sucks. the goat, yeah. That's, Lightning McQueen's terrible. Awful voice as well. Um, we'll move on then to the best quotes, because both films, being as cheesy as they are, have got quite a few good ones. Um, I'll go first this time. And He said it was such... <laughs> I'll go first. <laughs> I think I went 10-9 in favour of Fast and the Fast and the Furious because while Point Break's got some really funny ones, I think the Fast and Furious has got funny ones. It's also got like those like meaningful ones. Like I think Dom's entire speech about like living life a quarter of a mile at a time is just really well done. And that line is fantastic. Whereas I also think Brian's line about any respect in racism, why that could be more important to certain people is fucking, it's so in the way that plays out of the franchise now it influences Dom, it's so well done and I thought this one is, <laughs> it's not even like a big line and it got glossed over pretty quickly but it actually made me laugh out loud and it's when Hector first introduced himself to Brian and he says my name's Hector and he said I've got a last name but I can't pronounce it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, that I love that. Killed me, man. It killed me so much. And I think there's it's that. Bit, one... Go on, then. Go on. Carry on. Go on. No, you say. Have you got one there? No, I was going to say there's one bit that makes me laugh every time. Just, it, it, I don't even think it was supposed to be a joke, but it just so feels so out of place. It's when um, Brian goes to the the police house, and the, he's like, "Get to get some coffees," and then the the his boss just kind of looks at the camera. It hangs on him for a long time. He just goes, decaf. Yeah, I that, thought that was weird, wasn't it? It's so it's a weird, weird choice. It makes me laugh every single time. Like, it just makes no sense. I think that, that police captain's played by the guy that played Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs, which is really oh, is random. 
Yeah, yeah, I won't recognise him at first, but I think I saw someone about it afterwards, yeah. But anyway, back to quotes, because keep getting oh, distracted. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that blend of the comedy and the memorable like ones in Fast and Furious is what puts it ahead of Point Break for me, because thinking back to the Point Break ones, I can only really remember funny ones, like... Um, John C. McGinley's when we first meet him, when he says that, he kind of really looks young, dumb, and full of corn. It fucking killed me. Yeah, it's such a great line. It's a great fucking line. Or when we first go out on the road with um, Gary Busey and he's talking to Johnny Utah and he's telling him about LA and he's like, the air got dirty, but the sex got clean. And I was like, that's fucking so funny, man. Like, there's some really funny lines in that film, but I think. I don't think they're as memorable. You what, sorry? I don't think they're as memorable, though. No. Because like, I, I went, I went 10-9 for Fast and Furious as well. And they just, yeah, there's like those two. And then there's, I uh, like, Keanu Reeves is really great acting as, I am an FBI agent. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> and my impression yeah. was even worse. But, like, just not, just not as memorable as, like, I owe you a 10 second car or I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Though every time, every time I think about Fast and Furious, I, it's nothing to do with it. It just makes me laugh anyway. But the, I always think if you're not first, you're last. And that's Talladega Nights. <laughs> but that's basically one of the quotes in the, at the beginning of the movie. But you say, what is it in Fast and Furious? If you, if you have a win, if it's have about, even if, oh, what is it? Is it when he beats Brian? Or winning's winning. Yeah, I love, when he beats I love Brian. that. I've, I've used that so many times. I think even just Don's speech then, even just the way, I mean, it's not obviously like a quote per se, but the way like he talks with the crowd, he's playing off everyone is like almost had me. Like it's it's all so fucking good. Like so I can't good. stress enough how much I enjoyed Vin Diesel in that movie. Like it's fucking wild. Walking around the car, talking about everything that's fucking shot in the car, like broken the car and all that kind of stuff. And Yeah, yeah. He's talking about like the, 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 um, the hinges or something. I can't remember what he says, but how they've all been like shattered out and stuff. It's brilliant. And he says another one. Um, when he's talking about his family, he says that for 10 seconds, I'm free. And he says, nothing matters. Not like the job or That's something. It. It's not That's even, he says, not even like my fam, my crew and the bullshit problems or something like that. I can't remember the exact line, but it's yeah. such a well done line moment. Although that's ironic to think, the guy's all about La Familia in the future, but at that point, it's like, yeah, crew don't matter when I'm on there. It's like, fucking hell, Dom. I think he, what about family? Yeah, that's what he says. That's what he says in the after credits scene that um, I live my life a quarter mile at a time, and for those 10 seconds, I'm free, and it shows you him driving in the Mexico, which is why I love, again, love that ending. But yeah, yeah, Fast and Furious is just, I think it's just a few more memorable quotes than, than Point Break. Yeah, and I think, while the Point Break ones are funny, that's they're not really anything you ever really quote again. No. Whereas people still use some of the Fast and Furious ones now. Um, well, like we said earlier, um, you can have any drink you want as long as it's a Corona. Yeah, that, that's one of the best ones as well. I can't believe I, that slipped my mind then because that is one of the best ones. That's another one that made me laugh out loud. I thought that was yeah. class. Um, so we've got two categories left then. We'll move on now to the best... I, th- I think I wrote down action sequences because... On the surface, I was re-watching The Fast and Furious when I thought of this one, and obviously a lot of those, It's I was thinking it would be that versus the surfing, but re-watching Point Break, there's not really many great surfing action sequences, so it's hard to compare the two. So I think 
when I was going through it, I based it more on like the fighting set pieces and the heist and the raids and stuff. But um, I'll let you go first on this one. And so, yeah, without further ado, how did you score it? Um, it's tough because I love the ending too fast with, well, the final heist when, you know, Vince gets trapped with a wire and Paul Walker's jumping and the guy's got the shotgun. But it is very tame compared to, like the robberies when he's fucking blowing people's chests out and and stuff like that. So I went I went ten nine to point break for that one because Fast and Furious is not really an actiony violent movie at all. Not really. There's the bit with the the pumping the gas into the the fuel into the guy's face, and there's the bit where they shoot up Brian's car, and then it's not it doesn't really get violent until the end. And even that, it's it's more of a more of a set piece than a than a bit of than an action. It's just jumping from one car to another, trying to avoid a bullet. Um, yeah, there's the the chase around uh, LA, chasing down the bikes. But even that, it's not overly violent. And even like the raid, the raid on the trans, it's it's just chasing them down. There's that one guy that just runs and gets knocked down, and then they go into the house. I mean, it's, it's set to an amazing dope song, which. I love that. The raid in uh, Fast and Furious, when the music kicks in, gets me fucking going every single time. But compare that to the raid in Point Break, when you've got the naked woman coming out of the shower, stabbing stabbing him in the back, and you've got like, the head being pushed against the lawnmower, and the guy shooting himself in the foot because the doors hit him. It's just fucking chaotic, and it's chaotic violence, and that's the best kind. And I, yeah point break all the way because it is it does have the better action i think that's that's proven in the opening as well when johnny utah's shooting down the targets and i like the bit with gary Busey after is like it's different to the, like just paper targets you just more more to clean up but um yeah yeah the, the action's so much better in in point break even though it is boring so forth yeah um i'll surprise you and say after all the shit i chat um, I went 10 10. Oh, for fuck's sake. I actually originally had it 10 9 in favor of the Fast and the Furious because I think the stunts on the road and how they film all that, it, must, it was so much harder to do. And that scene with the final heist when Vince is like hanging from the, the truck, I think it's so well done. And just moving at that speed, it wasn't really something we'd seen too much before. And I think just capturing all the races and stuff, it was all really well done. But rewatching Point Break earlier, those I, I feel like I forgot just how impressive some of those action sequences were. Like it's that raid that you just mentioned then, like it's as good as any I've seen in a while. Like the the, the thing where he's hit behind the door and it opens and he shoots out the foot is so fucking funny. Well, Johnny Utah getting absolutely battered by a completely naked woman, right? And then she's stabbing someone else and the police are just shooting up pretty much everyone. And then that bit outside when he's, like you said, his face is almost into the lawnmower and then he gets saved by um, Angelo. But also like the fight the fight scene on the beach where Johnny and Bodhi first first like really bond and that's how they become close. And I like the bit where he's like, uh, what's your name? And he tells me his name and he just fucking punches him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm, I, I'm glad you met, I'm glad you found me. And he was like, why is that bang? <laughs> Like that scene was really good, and like the fighting obviously didn't look as smooth as it probably would have done now, and it was a little chalky here and there, but it was really well done, and I love that Bodie came out, and it was it felt more like 
an 80s, um, an early 80s, like, kung fu movie at that point and it was it was really entertaining and then when you factor that with the airport scene and angelo may he rest in peace doing um with the gun and the guy sneaking up behind him and that and i mean i'm, I'm running out of time i'm like losing track just rushing through more because you've got the bank heist with the undercover the police officer off duty on the floor who helps and then you've got the stuff where they jump out of the planes it's i didn't realize just to what extent the action sequences in Point Break were so damn good. So, yeah, I had to go with a tie because while I loved it all, I still think the stuff they did with the Fast and Furious and shooting all that stuff with the moving cars was so, like, almost ahead of its time. And, yeah, I fucking love both. Uh, there's nothing else I can really say about it. Sometimes you talk, you, you go on at massive length about how great something is, and then you're like, well, I'm going to make it a draw. <laughs> I, I said I said good things about both then. <laughs> but yeah, I love both. Uh I don't know what to tell you. I do. I thought they were both great. Um right one the last one. That's why I might change my action sequence to 10 8. <laughs> <laughs> that might change the scores in general. Who knows? Yeah, um but yeah, we're on to the last one. Now I saved this one till the end because it's obviously like the overwhelming. Uh, category of the the movie's legacy and how it's been viewed in the years since. Um, I'll go first then because th- it was me first, right? Yeah, it is because I just went on that rant about yeah, tying them both up. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'll go first. Obviously, the Point Break legacy. It's hard to really gauge it on a similar level because it was a one and done. Obviously, we got a remake years later, which. I'm taking your word for it as shit and I'll never ever find out first time but like <laughs> so it's it's not really the, it's hard to judge them on that same level because it was a one and done but it's legacy is one of the greatest action movies of the, of the 90s and how it actually influenced the Fast and the Furious movie can't be ignored and it was just really really good and I think it it's aged well in a sense that it's still rewatchable now and yeah. It's even more entertaining every single time you watch it. I think, like like I said, I watched it for the first time last summer, and I rewatched it today, and I enjoyed it more this time around. And I think that it's one of those movies that will just play better every single time you uh, revisit it. Whereas The Fast and the Furious, it's hard to understate just how big that entire franchise is. With one of us, I saw uh, the other day, it's one of maybe like five, I think it was five franchises to gross over seven billion or maybe seven franchises to gross over $7 billion. Like how big that franchise has become, I don't think anyone really expected it at the time. And obviously that's led to some diminishing returns with some of the wilder stories, but it's it's become a juggernaut where I don't think, you can, if you ask the modern audience, especially young people, um, they might not even know what Point Break is, whereas I imagine they've all watched at least one Fast and Furious movie. So because of that, I went 10-9 in favour of Fast and the Furious. I um, I think if you were to ask most people about Point Break, I think most people would say, I love Hot Fuzz. Yeah. You know, like Grace really wanted to watch Point Break with me, but we didn't have the time where we could both sit down and watch it. And she was like, I said, she said, do you really want to need to watch it tonight? I was like, I need to watch it tonight. I'm not going to have time tomorrow. She was like, I can tell you what happens. He points the gun at the sky and shoots and goes, ah! It's like, you know that from Hot Fuzz. Yeah, she does. But yeah, I think without Point Break, you don't get Fast and Furious. But 
Fast and Furious has now become its own beast, um, where it's no longer comparable at all. Um, so, like I said, <laughs> for better or worse, Fast and Furious is now this fucking juggernaut. And it is definitely for worse, but in all the best ways for me, because I absolutely love him. But it's weird to think that, like, because Fast and Furious, too, sorry, cleverly named Too Fast, Too Furious, like, really didn't, well, it did well, but it just wasn't received well. And then Tokyo Drift almost killed the franchise because it didn't have, it was, like, not connected. And it's why it really aggravates me because it is one of my favourites. Um, probably my, still my favourite. Um, and if, if I think if Vin Diesel said if, if he couldn't get all, all of them back, the people that he wanted back for the fourth one, they wouldn't have done it. So it's, it's mad to think that it would have just been a trilogy and ended on that. Um, but it has become this big thing that, that I do love. So for that, I went 10-9 for, for um, Fast and Furious as well because, yeah, they're stupid, but they're fun. And they are self-aware to the point where, like, characters are talking about how they're invincible because they don't die and, like, they've gone to space and and all that kind of to they even like i think they're fully on board with knowing what's going on because even in the last one obviously there's been jokes about oh well at some point they're gonna have to travel back in time and in fast x there's a delorean in the film and so it's like they 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 kind of know and they play fun with it they're not good films there's the as they release more they get worse but in all the best ways so that's why i went 10 9 for point break's great and like i say i watched it again and absolutely loved it and could probably put it on again now after watching it last night and be able to sit and watch through it all again because it's fucking fantastic. Not the remake. I want to make that clear. But yeah, the original is 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 great and but it just yeah, like you say, not a lot of people would probably know what it is or what it's about outside of like the references like Hot Fuzz and stuff. So yeah, Fast and Furious, greatest legacy. I bet the last film's called Fast Legacy or something. That sounds yeah. like some shit probably um i tell you what though it's an interesting franchise where i feel like it it was kind of like apart from the first one which i think was legitimately great it kind of felt like it plotted along a little after and it wasn't until the fifth one where it seemed to like really really take over like it's weird that it took until the fifth movie franchise but that feels like it was where things really stepped up and popularity just fucking skyrocketed and i don't know if that was the introduction of the rock or the choice to have all these different characters like come together, like bringing back um, Tyrese Gibson from the second one and Ludacris and having Ham there and stuff. It's it's weird that it took until then for it to reach another level. But I think because of that and the longevity it's had, there's it, it's no question that it's got a, be- a better legacy now. I've always kind of compared, and this is going to sound really strange, but I've always kind of compared the Fast and the Furious movies to the Mission Impossible movies, another franchise we said we want to talk about, in that the first is very grounded and it's really really good it's and then the second is goes a bit over the top and people kind of fell off very quickly so they change it up for the third one and then they really change it up for the fourth one and then from there it just kind of gets more and more big and more and more bombastic more and more basically action focused rather than rather than what it was and it becomes this this big juggernaut that you you're not what i'm not watching fast and furious and mission impossible anymore for the story I'm watching it because I want to see the set pieces. I want to see what massive, stupid thing they do next. And I think I think very similar legacies, weirdly very similar legacies. 
Yeah, that's a very good point, actually. I think the only difference is the Mission Impossible films continue to actually be really good. Yeah, yeah. The fast ones are entertaining, but the Mission Impossible ones are actually legitimately good films. Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah, you got me there. That's you probably got... having Tom Cruise as your lead instead of Vin Diesel, though, to be fair. That might be it. Yeah, probably. But yeah, I've got the scores then, and it's mm, a little closer than I thought it would be. Going, going in... Before I told you my score, what did you think was going to come out on top? I thought um, Fast and Furious was going to win. Really? Yeah. I would have thought you would have said Point Break because of all the shit you've given me about the Fast and Furious films. I thought you was going to say you you would expect Point Break to come out on top. No, because I know how much of a Fast and Furious fan you are. You see, you don't know. I could have surprised you. Well, I've got the scores here, and. The result is 193 to 187 in oh. favour of The Fast and the Furious. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. I should have bought... Do you know what we should have done on this one? We should have drank Corona. Yeah, we should have done, actually. Oh, uh, why didn't we think about this before? A couple of Coronas. you got the vest on. i got the vest on. I might go rob some DVD players if they still sell them. I don't even know if they do anymore. <laughs> No, Fast is the first Fast and Furious is genuinely a great movie. Like genuinely, like not even saying it ironically or saying it to be to be funny or to have controversial opinion, but it's genuinely a great movie. And you can watch it. And you don't have to watch any of the others, but you can watch it and just enjoy yourself. Point Break's great too, but I I can't believe I'm saying I genuinely think I love Fast and Furious more than Point Break. Well, yeah, I think I'm actually astounded by how much I enjoyed, like how much more I enjoyed. The Fast and the Furious, as opposed to the newer ones, because it had been so long since I watched it. I didn't like you, f- you. It's easy to forget, like how good and grounded that first one is, because it does get wild and over the top pretty quickly. But that first one is just, it's just a really good film, and I think it's helped by Paul Walker just being Paul Walker, who I love. Um, I've already shouted the film out before in the past, but she's all that. One of my favorite '90s rom-coms. He plays one of the guys in there. Let's go, love it. But That's also. He had Fast and Furious, but nothing else really hit, really, did it? No. He did um, a sports movie called Varsity Blues, which was quite very well received, but I don't think it made as much like that much money. Did so I feel like... It, did he not make an action movie where he was a surfer? Oh, I'm not sure. If he did, that would be very, very meta. I'm going to have to look it up while you're chatting, because that would be very, very good. It would. But, yeah, I think Paul Walker in that film... Like paired with what I think was Vin Diesel's greatest ever performance, like it's so much better than I remembered. And I love Point Break, but I think similarly to you, I think Fast and Furious edges it slightly for me due off the back of those performances. And also, fuck Johnny Utah. So it's that. I can't find. It. I can't find what it was called, but it is funny if you type Paul Walker onto um oh into the blue that's what it was called he was a surfer if you that's type quite paul, funny if you type paul walker into google and it shows you it usually does that movies line there it yeah. says fast and furious furious seven fast and furious fast and furious six too fast too furious fast five and fast x it's not even in, oh his photos in fast x so yeah goes to show that he didn't really have unfortunately much of a career outside of apart from she's all that fucking awesome yeah, apart from she's all that. Played Freddie Prince Jr.'s best friend turned rival. Fucking fantastic performance from him. But yeah. It was good to see it was it was fun re-watching 
point break and seeing like the early the early days of John Wick though. I love those movies. Have you seen John Wick? I've never seen it now. Oh well now I know what we're gonna do for a future episode. Yeah I think we should. But if John Wick was Johnny oh, Utah he died in the first one. <laughs> Johnny Utah <laughs> dies in that first John Wick film I imagine because I've heard it's obviously very intense and the action is incredible and elaborate and Johnny Utah got his ass whooped by just about everyone that fought him. So yeah, that's I don't think true. I saw him win a fight. So that's very true. The guy sucked. I think Gary Beauty would have whooped his ass if they had a fist fight in that film. <laughs> but yeah, that brings us. You know, what, you know what did suck, Cal? What's that? No, 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 not at all. Um, but yeah, that brings us. That brings us, that brings this week's Cinematic Showdown, I love that new name, to an end with The Fast and the Furious coming out on top against Point Break. Um, that was a lot of fun, actually. And it's nice doing films that I'm not, like, as big on. Like, obviously, in the past, we've done stuff like Back to the Future, which I wouldn't even need to rewatch. But it's nice doing films like this where you revisit it and you notice things you haven't noticed before and things take you by surprise. But I really enjoyed this one. I think now we've got the, I think we've got the bigger franchise. We've got next week's going to be a big franchise. That's your first clue. Next week's going to be a big franchise as well, um, and something a bit different, which is going to be fun. But yeah, now we sort of like we've already kind of done Marvel, we've done DC, um, we've done our favourite films of all time. So now we can kind of go into every now and again do something a, li- a little different. I say that as if Fast and Furious isn't a massive franchise. <laughs> Oh yeah, remember this indie film, The Fast and the Furious. Yeah, yeah, just a little small film for you might not have heard of. <laughs> but no, that was good. Um, so if you guys want to find us anywhere else, we are both on X slash Twitter. Yeah, yeah, down there, you'll see it all. But um, if you, for some reason, can't see it and you're listening on any of the podcast services, you can find me on those on Twitter slash X at Callum Altimus, where now that the football season started, I'm mostly tweeting about Blackman Rovers disappointing me, but I do occasionally share a, a film-related opinion. Um, and I'm also decided I'm sharing more of the articles I'm writing on Twitter now. So I, I shared a couple last night and I'll probably share more going forward. But I'm also on Letterboxd at Caltimus, um, just changing my way through movies. I'm, I think I'm at 260 for the year now, which is absolutely mental. Um, um, see, I was very quick before. I only log them if I've watched it for the first time that year, or if I've never watched it on Letterbox before. So I've watched quite a few films, but only, only like I think seventy-two that I've never logged before. So I get it just doesn't look like I've watched as much. <laughs> no, if I had to, if I only logged it if I watched it the once, I'd have to take like half of them out for the Bastard Future rewatches that I've probably notched up throughout the year. So I don't do that, thankfully. 190 of them are Back to the Future. But no, my aim is to try average at least one a day. I want to get to 365 before the end of the year, which I think I'll do easily now because it's just over 100. And I reckon, I don't, I mean, I don't know how many days are left of the year, but there's definitely more than 100. Yeah, I don't know. Well, three months is like 93. Oh, I don't- how bad are we at maths that we want to do this on camera? Yeah, very true. Uh, but no, there's like three months is like 93 days. What's three months? October. No, November, sorry. So there's a whole other month there waiting to be uh, done. End of November. You could probably do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easy. I'll get it done. you got to think as well, when it comes to Halloween and Christmas, I watch like 
will be on it. A hundred movies. Like last year, I, I think I actually watched like 80 Christmas films. So I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Um, but where can we find you, sir? Oh, yeah. Uh, at Nay underscore 214 on the old X slash Twitter. Uh, and at Nay214. Uh, it's down here on, on Letterboxd. Obviously, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter slash X, and all the spot, spot, spotcasts, Spotify, podcasts, all that, all that, all that business. Um, I, last week I plugged my TikTok and then uh, <laughs> and then I did a I did a few videos and they all got copyright strikes. So I have to take them all down. So let's not do that just yet. Figuring out what I'm gonna do with my TikTok. <laughs> Good start then. Yeah, what a great start that was. <laughs> Well, you can also head on over to the YouTube channel and subscribe there if you're listening to this on any of the podcast services and you'd rather stare into our eyes as we talk about movies, which, I mean, why wouldn't you want to do that? Um, but yeah. If that don't tempt you, I don't know what will. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that's uh, that's it for this week, guys. We'll be back next Thursday at six with, like Nathan said, something different, which will explain... <laughs> you what, sorry? And you don't fully understand yet. No, I'm waiting to figure out what the hell's going on. But uh, we'll explain more in due time. So thanks for listening slash watching. And we shall see you soon. Peace out. Bye-bye.